Oh, hello, Sam. Hey, guys, it's me, Sam. <laughs> oh, hey, washed, it's me. Out, washed out, Sammy. The lifeblood. <laughs> you look white as the wall behind you. Yeah, man, I've been uh, doing this albino face paint thing all day. <laughs> How's Emmy? <sighs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's okay she's at work she's working nights all week so i'm alone uh we've got roommate cat on the couch holding it down and uh gordy who i'm about to put in a burlap sack and throw off a bridge he's driving me fucking nuts what is he doing the little the prayer hands no he's not doing anything cute he's doing the opposite of cute it's all grotesque and disgusting he's just very needy and he's getting his tooth pulled on Wednesday, and he's in pain, and I get it, and I walked the shit out of him today, and he sat in my lap for like an hour and a half while I read. I just fed him. He hates yogurt. We learned that today. It's like nothing interesting. It's just we're, you know, just a couple of roommates who are having a tough time right now. Is he whining? He's whining. He won't stop whining. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, and like as his roommate... I need to respect his boundaries, but he doesn't respect mine. It's up my ass, 24 set. <laughs> and it sucks because, like, I love him, and when he dies, it's going to ruin me. I need to have that perspective because he doesn't have much longer, probably. He's 14. Uh, but at the same time, like, I just lose it on him, and it sucks. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's us with Mama because after she had all those seizures, she's – and, you know, she was – pretty dumb i mean she was a dog so that's you know pretty dumb and then she had uh all those seizures and got even dumber than a than a regular old dumb dog and it is tough she will yeah go ahead and copy me that's fine she'll do a lot of dumb stuff she's like four we're gonna have to deal with this dumbass for like a decade (laughs) yeah well being upset with your dog is kind of my thing so it sucks (laughs) that you had to make it your thing and steal it I have it twice as bad as you because George Michael's up my ass for judging uh, Mama. Yeah, but George Michael rocks, man. He's laid back. He's easy. Keeps it casual. He always pays his half of the electricity. Gordy hasn't had a job in fucking years, and it's just piling up. He's got Social Security, right? Uh, Well, they don't actually... They only pay for his prep. Mm. Yeah, because he's an HIV-positive dog. (laughs) And he's not positive about it. He's bummed out. He cries about it all the time. Shouldn't have gone to Haiti. What were you guys Whoa. talking about? His blast of Haiti. Uh, oh, he was saying he helped uh, Leslie move down here. She's down here as of like four days ago. And I was telling him when I think of Leslie... I think of like a few years ago, she lost like every friend she'd ever had in like a six month span. She just was constantly posting about her, uh, her, you know, mostly heroin addicted friends that just died like one after another. It seemed like it was just so much for a person to deal with. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. You were supposed to cheer me up. I thought you were going to do a funny voice or <laughs> tell me about a fart that you had, but no. Uh... Leslie's fans keep dropping. I'm guessing you were too busy to help remove Lund. My ankle hurts. Yeah, your ankle hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this will cheer you up. Uh, when uh, 
I ran into Dr. Kev right before he was going to take off. And he reminded me of the time when, you know, we were still doing too much fun. It was very popular. He was like, you know, as always, very stoked that he got to be a part of it. And he <laughs> he said to us, yeah, you know, you guys had a, a hit on your hands when the when the, you had goth puss at first coming to the show. And then it was hipster puss. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe he said that. That was so funny. And it was a pretty accurate portrayal of our growth as a show. We did start off with a lot of goth puss at the show. Well, more like art school. No, it was goth puss because of Chris's <laughs> uh, rehab friend, McMillan. He would bring all the zippered pants crew. <laughs> oh, would, yeah. It was like would, a bunch of snip, slipknot roadies in that first couple years of the show. Yes, it was goth swingers night every Wednesday. At Aaron Lodner was there. I don't remember who that is. I do. <laughs> I'll have to look that person up. Uh, Don't look that person up. No one look that person up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I like he told you that. He's told me that for the last four years now, though. I mean, every time I see Dr. Kev, it's like one of us just came out of a coma, and he's not sure which one it was. Well, he's getting a tooth pulled on Wednesday, so he's anxious. Yeah, exactly. He, he and Gordy are just, you know, getting a little more confused and needy. Did no, he, I think did he grab just, you by the arm when he told you that and like hold you so you couldn't escape? Uh, I don't think he did that time, but I know that is a good move. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's his a, move. It's a good move. Yeah. Hey, get let me get a hold of you so you can't run away. Yeah, it's like he has to wrist lock you before he can tell you that he cares about you. He, uh, yeah, he he does often like to say, which is nice, you know, to just be like. You guys gave me my second wind. You know, you guys gave me another chance at this. Because he said he, like, wasn't having a good time performing at Comedy Works because he felt like he wasn't connecting with the audiences. They were younger. And so, uh, yeah, he, we kind of helped him uh, get get used to performing for younger audiences at, uh, at Too Much Fun at the Deer Pile. Well, yeah, all of his jokes about roadieing for Mountain weren't hitting, you know, with people who were born in... <laughs> 1992 so us giving him the opportunity to speak with and probably bet a couple young women was good for him you know i like taking them to bed two at a time because uh afterwards when i fall asleep they have somebody to talk to it was even worse it's that way when i'm done they have someone to talk to <laughs> no yeah that's what he says that's the joke that way when i've taken what's mine they got someone to talk to that way, after my dick volcano erupts, <laughs> they got somebody to ho they got somebody to uh, wipe each other down with a wet cloth. That way, after the knots are untied, they got someone to talk to. <laughs> that way, one of them can ride the other one home on the bicycle. He was banging yeah, a lot of Boulder chicks. I hope he's all right. He's doing great. One time, uh, a few years ago, uh, he did my mic at Three Kings, and you know he's up there for like a minute. And he's like, hey, how much time do I have left? And I was like, you got another eight, nine years for sure, Kev. You're looking good. You're healthy. God is this. Oh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody loved it. His, old, his dog did the worm. His dog had worms. And uh, <laughs> we had to put him down together behind three kings, put him in the dumpster. How about this? Uh, <laughs> at that last party at the Chief Festival, which was a rousing success. Hey, shout out to Wally Wallace. Shout out to... Uh, Tom Murphy at the funeral home. Becker will uh, get a hold of that live pod and get it up whenever he can. We're waiting on it. Yeah. Um, we, we were over there at Janelle's house, 
And somehow she found a sparrow, like in one of her various top hats. There was like a baby bird and (laughs) everyone was tripping. So they were like, we have to steward this baby bird back to life without us. This baby bird won't survive. Yeah, this is this is why the festival happened. This is why we were brought down here was to collectively save this young life. Yeah, we're this is this is our purpose is to get all of our oils all over this bird so no other bird will ever accept it back into its nest. <laughs> so Jim, of course, was like, It's a rare red tailed hawk. It's one of the last of its breed. We must keep it keep it alive, which is our purpose. I'm Jim. And <laughs> so shout out to all the chubby chasers who kept coming up to me and being like, Hey Sam, we like your impressions where you just say the name of the person. I'm Byron Graham. I'm Jim Graham. <laughs> I'm I'm Sam doing either Jim Hickox or Byron Graham. I'm Byron Graham. <laughs> Good day. I got a I got a fiver. Paul from, Harvey. Paul Harvey got, was the name of that guy, by the way. I got a fiver from a chubby chaser. Nice. Well, I didn't receive shit from them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was pretty cool. But, but anyway, there's this say? bird situation. Yeah, back to the and bird. Jim has it, you know, Jim has it cupped in his palms, and every now and then he's just opening up and whispering to it, you know, like, save yourself. <laughs> um, and so they get the bright idea that they're going to call Dr. Kev. So they call Dr. Kev at like 1 a.m., so he's going <laughs> to sleep for six hours at that point. <laughs> and they're like, Dr. K, what do we do with this bird? we got to save it. And he's like, put it outside. And they were like, you don't know shit about birds, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I, I kept telling Jim, I was like, look, dude, it's a baby sparrow. You know, I don't know if you read Darwin, but it's uh, eat or be eaten, uh, kill or be killed. So throw that bird outside. Get rid of it, man. You know, it's not your job. And then Jim was like, how dare you, you brute. You cruel <laughs> one. We must protect that which is small and weak. And Jim just kept coming up to me, being pissed that I told him to throw the bird outside. Uh, and he'd be like, why don't you kill the bird if you're the brave man? Come, Sam. Come, leave the bird for its death, if that's what you dub fit. Go forth, you animal. Throw the bird outside. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking kill the bird, dude. And he's like, well, nor will I. Not on this day, nor any to come after. He acted like he was in Game of Thrones. And right. Then... And then the next day at noon, he texts me, I'm giving him a ride home. And he's like, well, the bird died. I was like, no shit. Of course the uh, bird yeah. died. Janelle told me that they all, you know, tried to figure out what to do with the bird. And then she was like, oh, you know, she made a little, little shoebox for him. And like he slept next to her bed or something. I think there was a heat lamp involved for a while. Yeah. Jim and... somehow procured a heat lamp at 2 a.m. He had it like airdropped <laughs> from Senegal or something. Amazon drone, henceforth, yes. come, come hither. Hither drone, my beck and call. Uh, but yeah, the, that little bird hopped out of its little bed and went under the door, uh, under Janelle's bedroom door, and then her cat ate it. Well, good. So Darwin, so baby, you were right. Yeah, I called it. And then I killed the cat uh, because Jim uh tasked me with revenge <laughs> vengeance is mine i'm byron graham <laughs> and, and i'm speaking for jim hickox we didn't get to see uh there were a few comics that didn't end up doing the festival some of them uh let wally know others i don't think said a goddamn word <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny it's like never mind you know <laughs> uh but that was uh 
Yeah, it was a hell of a weekend. It was nice to uh, to have a bunch of comics down here uh, hanging out. Good weather, good crowds. Well, good weather for sure. De- some, of the crowds, some of the crowds were good. Yeah. Uh, we only, it's because we did the headlining shows. We did the good shows. That's right. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. my move. That's yeah. a smooth move of the week. Uh-huh. Blackmail the booker, and then you go do the good shows. Uh... Speaking of black males, fucking Steve AJ killed me on that. I almost died at that podcast. I can't oh, yeah. wait to hear it. We don't norm yeah, we're we're not normally telling people to listen to other podcasts, but they should probably try and seek that out if, when that becomes available. Uh yeah, the PETA podcast hosted by Andy Main. Yeah, so there's any if there's any crossover appeal, if all you pedophiles want to go check that out. Um <laughs> Steve AJ was just very funny, and I had Danny Moppin next to me, and that's never good. Me and Moppin were a real gruesome twosome this weekend. Good God. (laughs) That dusty, dizzy bitch. Yeah, Danny bought a duster on the second day on his first attempt at buying a duster. (laughs) He didn't have to try at all to find a duster that fit him perfectly. Yeah, he was like, hey, who needs needs to write jokes? I got a duster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Danny just needs... Danny just needs a hook or two for the whole weekend. He just rides that wave and just pounds it. And it was a it was a duster, and it was uh, doing a spin, doing a little spin was his was his move. <laughs> yeah, the moves got more and more problematic as the weekend went on. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> me and him had a new one that I want to talk about, but I'll show you guys. We would say pull him and then do this. <laughs> pull him, fellas. <laughs> I had a move that uh, was pretty regrettable when we were at lunch. Uh, we talked about, oh, yeah, Jim offered to pay for lunch, which was very nice. Oh, and then I forgot about this. I said, hey, uh, fellas, there are like five of us that were hanging out at lunch. And I said, hey, let's take care of the tip if you have any cash. Uh, you, Sam, said you did not have any cash. I said, I got you, bud. And then I went to jokingly... Uh, pantomime you know uh act like i was gonna make you uh, that i was gonna take your head and and make you uh perform oral sex on me you were gonna force suck me and uh it didn't feel good at all it wasn't very fun it was very weird it was the worst thing to happen to me all weekend and i killed a bird (laughs) whoops no (laughs) you ate that bird (laughs) blamed it on the cat pull him so (laughs) but uh yeah no because you you didn't like it would have been funny and like, you know, more comedic if you would have grabbed the back of my head and been like a, you know, like yank it real hard. And then we would have laughed and it would have been a good time. Instead, your hands gently, your fingers gently landed in the back of my hair. And like there was like a loving moment where you didn't like you barely touched the skin of my head. You just like grazed my hair. And then we were both like, oh, my God. Ugh. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I thought I thought it would be less of a violation if i didn't you know force your head anywhere if i just it's like how uh you (laughs) you acted and and we have gone back and forth with this instead of actually pantsing one another a lot of times we'll just grab you know grab the other person's shorts yeah uh, let them know to let them know you don't follow through because we're friends you know and so and just the idea that you could have done it is enough I also thought, well, just touching the back of your head is enough. I don't need to, you know, make you get a fucking neck, you know, get a crick in your neck. 
So I just touched the back of your head for a second. That made it way worse. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would have just, I wish you would literally would have, I would have preferred you to have slapped me in the face with your turgid hog <laughs> to have done what you did to me. Where it was like, you know, it's like when two lovers know they're going to have their last go before one of them ships off to war. So they're both trying to make it really special. That's what you did to me. You tried to make it special. <laughs> and that's the worst thing to do when you're trying to fake suck your buddy. <laughs> well, and then is to like, feel the romance in their fingers. I like that Danny uh, was on board with it and started <laughs> grabbing people's heads <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the festival. Yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's like, whoa, all right. Yeah, I guess if you're close enough, if you have that relationship, yeah, grab grab your buddy, <laughs> grab the back of your buddy's head. Yeah, but grab it with both hands and like really yank it. Don't <laughs> yeah, don't like yeah. don't whisper a sweet nothing with your fingertips. Well, all right, yeah, lesson learned. Are so, you ready? Here it comes. Open up. <laughs> Here's my penis. We're going <laughs> to guide your head over to my penis. Yeah, that sucked. Here we go. Open your mouth. <laughs> also, yeah, I, uh, I felt bad that we pants Noah the first night. We, Max Beasley, did. I wasn't there for oh, that. Oh, okay. I didn't do it. I never touched yeah. his pants. I know, but you you orchestrated. You were the uh, you were the captain of that ship. Yeah, I was the, the puppet, puppet master. master. Yeah. yeah, I was the shock collar. I wanted to I wanted to pants him so bad, but I really don't want to be a villain to that kid. Well, that's the thing is I don't know what's good and bad anymore. You know, I just think it's all good old fashioned fun, and apparently it's assault, brother. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people tried to do their best yanking his pants down, and it was revealed he had a pair of khaki shorts underneath his sweatpants, and he was like, Haha, I'm the Joker. But uh, <laughs> That was his look all through high school. He's, yeah. like, he's got, pan- you know, getting pants defense. He's got uh, a second line of defense against people seeing his little, his little nuts. Oh, yeah, that guy must have been yanked so many times. <laughs> yeah, why else would you tie your pants on as tight as he did? Yeah, it's like he was trying to like hide the fact that he had jewels in there, or like he was trying to keep a bird from escaping. He was like Michael Jordan, uh, who wore his uh, college basketball shorts underneath his uh, NBA shorts, God, which those, seems insane. Can you stinked? What what was what what is the thought process where you're like, yeah, I'll just double up on uh, heating up my dick and balls and see what happens? It was probably. His college shorts were also much, much smaller than his NBA shorts. Yeah, I understand that. I remember uh, those Tar Heel uh, baby blues, but yeah. it just seems crazy that you know he probably had either underwear, jock strap, uh, maybe the uh, you know spandex undershorts. Maybe he forego those. You know, he forewent those. I think we all know it was just Hanes. Yeah, three layers of Hanes because they're paying him for it. I'm surprised he was able to, you know, shoot loads with with uh, with swimmers in him. Maybe he didn't. Maybe that's why he was so furious and competitive. Mm, his his dick wilted away, like a, yeah. like like tying a rubber band around it. It just got crusty and fell off. But I felt bad about pantsing Noah, and the next day I was pantsed. And <laughs> I didn't and feel bad anymore. Turned into the Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my secret of the use: was just get pantsed. <laughs> You and I think people Dan- saw my people saw my thighs, and I was like, "Do you want to know how I got these scars?" <laughs> uh, I got pants, but thanks to our running gag, our three-day gag of dressing the same, my shirt was so big and long 
that it would you couldn't see anything that you <laughs> you know there was no reveal my shorts hit the hit the sidewalk but you could you could barely see my knees thanks to your uh, 4x tall uh key west long sleeve that's why i got them man is to uh, so i can be <laughs> pants proof <laughs> so often on the road sam t heads are like what up t and they go for a high five and then they yank me and i'm just standing there with my my dick and one ball out the other one's hidden away <laughs> so yeah i had to take some kind of precaution but you got pants right there on the street no one could tell i got pants i think in the bar it was a collab between who was it hiker and zach moss oh damn double teamed by two of your oldest friends well yeah but hiker the night before was fucking you know drinking till 8 a.m and throwing up until 10 a.m he was in a bad way Mm, he loves it i was like what's the matter with you what happened he's like i think i drank 30 beers and i was like yeah that makes sense all right holds up you (laughs) degenerate he also just broke up with his girlfriend so he's probably feeling it right now oh yeah well it is uh i don't know if i should have said that on the pod (laughs) who cares i mean i think we said it on the other pod so Oh no, that was a discovery at the bar. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> and and your reaction was not nice. I was very supportive. I mm, I I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. What did I say? The squish. Uh, Lish took the squish off the table. Oh that the, yeah, that was the first thing you said before. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, are you okay? <laughs> you had to get. You had to, you you had said, to get a rhyme Lish in. Took the squish off the table, and it, he was. He was so stunned that he just stared at you and then you realized, oh no. And then he realized like, oh, I'm going to make him feel bad. So he said, imagine a table. And you said, yes. And he said, there's no squish on that table. (laughs) Damn. I I pulled a Brent Gill when Sharpie's uncle died. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a real uh, previous symptoms. Yeah, I was like, so what, but okay, that sucks. What were the, what's the pre-existing squish? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Bummer. Well, you know, we all say stuff. <laughs> How much do we want to leave in? Oh, leave it all in. Who cares? Well, yeah, I was going to say it's, uh, you know, couples break up. I heard of several. There were several. Uh, there was a lot of breakups right before the festival. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were a lot of, lot of newly single comics getting blackout and hoping somebody would pants them and then, <laughs> and then and grab then their head. The back of their head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 Which, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes it can feel sad but not really because it's like what happens nine times out of ten it's like oh yeah okay well you'll be fine you know like that that reminds me of a time when uh two of my friends dated uh like right after high school they you know uh had liked each other in high school and then dated after and everybody was very happy that they got together because uh you know, it was, it seemed like it made sense and it didn't happen, you know, right away. And then it did. And it was like, oh, wonderful. And they dated for a few years. And then uh, they were, you know, they broke up. Things took a turn or whatever, as like I said, as as is totally normal and natural to happen. And one of, uh, one of our friends was very upset about it and acted like that was not the, what was supposed to happen. That it, that, and, you know, said something like, well, it, but that but you're Eric and Sheila. And it's like, that's not an argument for two people to stay together is that 
you made sense for a while or that you wanted them to be together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, shit. they they really worked when they were 15. Shit changes, baby. Yeah. Oh, this is the couple that I had to hear bang in at the Clown Motel in Tonopah. Oh, damn. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and of course, I was I was happy for them. And then, yeah, when it when when things were starting starting to to not work out, it was like, OK, yeah, then you should probably end it. Like, what's the alternative is to do what a lot of our parents did and just stay together and hate each other. And that's way worse. Yeah. I mean, next step is murder, suicide. Right. Somebody's going to take a bullet to the face. Yeah. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> you hear that, Emmy? You always cut and run. <laughs> I don't cut and run. As soon I, fucking, <laughs> I hold and choke until there's no chance left for anything. Yeah, that's right. You tied a rubber band around your dick to get out of your last relationship before Emmy. So I... Yeah, I smother and cover. <laughs> I'm like a fucking Waffle House short order cook. This is funny. I, I texted Hiker what you said. I was like, what did I say to you? right before when you told me lish broke up with you and i he said it wasn't what you said it was hiker or uh, what's your name becker becker yeah billy i was i was stone sober at this party by the way okay he says the first thing i said was damn and she had him too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay to be fair, I think that was in the same string of words. I don't think you took a breath between Dan and <laughs> So Lish took the squish off the table. What a beautiful mind I have. Yeah, it is a beautiful mind. <laughs> well, and it, it, you also... I laughed so hard that night, my back almost went out. <laughs> oh, no. It was awesome. <laughs> we were having so much fun at that bar, dude. Hey, God. did you get to hang out with that... Uh, that guy who was the sound guy two years ago who made his own knives? No. Jesus I don't think so. Christ. I know I know he, he has made you he's made both of us feel bad. He made me feel bad for not remembering his name or whatever. You know, I did the hey, are you you live down here? And he was like, No. I live in Denver. We've talked before. We've met before. Like, oh, okay, you're one of those. You're one of those that wrote everybody's name down in a journal. And makes them feel bad if they don't remember you right away. That went much better than mine did. He came up to me and he's like, hey, Sam, you remember me? That's the worst thing you can do is just throw the gauntlet down right away. And I was like, well, you know, I was thinking, you know, do I know any pedophiles? Because this guy looks like one. And I was like, so I said, uh, no, I don't. How are you? And he said, oh, yeah, we've hung out a bunch. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I was the sound guy for one of your shows two years ago. So I don't know what hang out a bunch means in this guy's <laughs> fucking vocabulary. Well, if you never hang out with anybody ever, then hanging out a bunch can mean a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he made me feel bad about that. But then the next night, he turned everyone against him because we were at Dad Lounge. And he came up to the group and he asked, hey, does anyone have an extra tobacco unit? Trying to bum a cigarette. Oh, hell yeah. Coming up with creative ways to look cool and... Put somebody out. <laughs> Becker, how much does that piss you off right now, just hearing that? That bothers me a ton, and now being in Trinidad, Trinidad has made me more... I, it's so much more difficult to get cigarettes down here, and they're more expensive, so I think I'm going to quit tomorrow. Whoa. Ooh. May the 4th be with you. Jesus. Uh, tomorrow's the 4th. That guy, oh, yeah, it that is. guy definitely says, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's not out bumming tobacco units. 
Yeah, there, was that, there was that guy, and then there was uh, the guy with the leather jacket kilt combination just stomping oh, around. Tough everywhere. Reiner. Yeah, mean mugging motherfuckers. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, he came, to, he came to the Trinidad Lounge, and I was working the door, and so I asked him for his ID, and he was like, really? You know, there were a few people that acted like I was insane for wanting to see ID before going into a, a fucking bar that just opened. And, uh, you know, it's, and, and carding people that I don't know, it's not like, uh, I, like me and sound guy hanging out a bunch. I had never talked <laughs> to this guy before. And he was like, really? Uh, I've, I've been in here a few times already. And I was like, okay, do you have an ID? He was like, no. And I was like, then you can't come in. Luckily, Suzanne, one of the owners came over and was like, oh, Hey, he's fine. He, he's, he's been in here a, a few times. He just drinks NA beers. And I was like, oh, okay. Strike two. Because I'm sober too, but I don't fucking pound NA beers, and I'm guessing he tries to put his thumb over the NA part so he looks like he's a normal person. Well, yeah, but he also he needed some refreshment. He had pounded the pavement for eight and a half hours that day, just walking laps across Main Street, looking for that Dropkick Murphys cassette in every shop window. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got a chip on that leather jacketed shoulder and you know or one of those guys yeah just just hoping that people will comment or will engage in conversation based on his kilt leather jacket combo yeah wait you think the guy who was wearing doc martin's kilt leather jacket nirvana shirt has a chip on his shoulder you think that guy has something to prove <laughs> well no yeah way. i think i think he's um i think he's hoping that yeah that people will talk to him about his ensemble and uh unfortunately the opposite is happening no one has talked to him in years and <laughs> you know he was nice enough but uh hopefully he had a good time and hopefully he uh doesn't have a bunch of guns at home just uh talking to him at night <laughs> put me in your mouth put me in somebody's mouth <laughs> it doesn't have to be a mouth just put me in somebody uh, <laughs> put me in, I, I just i just remembered my other favorite interaction of the weekend oh hell yeah a certain someone who was wearing a sweater like a nun's mock asked a headliner's mother for nudes. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. <laughs> Mom, do you know who that was? No. It was me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> ben Rose's mom was there. <laughs> she loved it. It was wild. Yeah, I was like, ma'am, it's very nice to meet you. My name's Sam Talent, and uh, your son's been nothing but uh, a peach to me his entire life. He's an inspiration, and I admire him on and off stage. And he was like, oh, my God. That, and she was like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. You know, she's from Maine. I can't do a Maine accent, apparently. Uh, but and she was like, and, she, and she's not, and she was like, yeah, he's, he's not bad to look at either, is he? And I was like, yeah, in fact, do you have any nudes of your son, ma'am? <laughs> and then I was like, younger the better. <laughs> How about the classic uh, bath bubble bath photo? Uh, but, you know, it's a little later in the bath and the bubbles have all cleared out. <laughs> and there's just a toy boat and a little boy penis. Yeah, that was a fun bit, asking mommy for nudes. <sighs> But not n nudes of her. I thought I thought you were talking nudes of hey, her. I, I don't like, care. That's why I did the body. whole thing blind, Adam style. I wanted him to tell it. <laughs> and also, I did have my sweatshirt wrapped around my head like a nun's album. 
don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you made you made Ben wait to introduce you to his mother until you got the sweater right. Oh yeah, I wanted to make an impression. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! Speaking of blind items, there's another blind item. Uh, a certain uh, greased up Broncos fan shoved a woman. Oh yeah, I, I heard about that. <laughs> you hear about that? <laughs> I think you told me. Oh yeah. Well, he didn't actually shove her. Let me break it down. I was out front in front of uh, the the Cowboy Museum where the after party was because this was the kind of festival it was. And uh, Danny had been making eyes at this young woman who came up with Jill Carlson. And she was standing next to me and I was telling her how great Danny was. You know, Danny rules. Danny's the best, blah, blah, blah. And Creasy came, I think, back from bothering you at work. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and he came up to me, and he was like, hey, Sam. So that went exactly as you said it would. And uh, <laughs> Well, and yeah, he, he tried to freaking stand next to me while I checked IDs at the door to this bar, as if that made any sense. And, you know, so, of course, I get annoyed and uh, tell him, hey, go get a beer. Like, I think he wants to get a beer, and we'll talk, you know, I don't know. But he just stands right next to me on drugs, probably. Oh yeah, and then, and then like take somebody's ID and says they're good to come in, you know, while I'm checking somebody else's ID, like a little kid just blowing, you know, just blowing it, just you know, pissing off dad, and uh, you know, and then goes, you know, acts like you know he's damaged our friendship beyond repair, and it's like no, it's it's not that either, you know, it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't a, a huge deal, but yes, I am annoyed, but we're gonna yeah. be fine, we're gonna make it through, I'm still gonna talk to you. It wasn't take your dimwit son to work day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I said it's not, it wasn't take your crazy to work day. Yeah, take your numb nuts to work day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he actually, he ran that idea by me too. He's like, I'm going to go hang out with Lund at work. And I was like, don't do that. He'll hate it. And he's like, no, I'm going to go stand with him at the door. And I was like, again, listen, he will hate it. And he's like, no. Exactly a half hour later, he comes up. I'm trying to grease the wheels for Danny. And he walks up and he's like, so that went exactly as you said it was. And, uh, and this girl's like, oh, you're going to interrupt, huh? And she went to grab his forearm, like, playfully. She's like, oh, so you're interrupting. And they went to flirtatiously grab his forearm. And he put his forearm up and, like, held it forward. So her palms were on the back of his arm. And he, like, prevented her from touching him because, you know, female touch is his worst uh, nightmare. <laughs> but when he did that, I was like, oh, my God, you just shoved a woman. <laughs> You said it real loud. Yeah, to everyone. And then I literally, I said, oh, Creasy, you shoved a woman. And then I I had Emily's keys, so it had a rape whistle on it. So I took the key out and I blew the whistle. I said, hey, everybody, Creasy just shoved a woman. And, and then she said, I got to get out of here and like ran up the block. So everything went as bad as it could have gone. <laughs> And then Creasy just kept going up to people and he's before they would say anything, he'd be like, I did not shove a woman tonight, which made them <laughs> think that he was out shoving women. Yeah, that, he, that he shoved three women and only people only saw one. Yeah, like face push style. Hey, yeah, that's my move. That's the worst one. Yeah, it's your move. But uh, Creasy didn't shove a woman. I saw it. I just told everyone he did. I did shove a woman's face, but I don't remember it. So I don't think it counts. Doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, no. It doesn't you don't count. It. You've just told me about it a bunch. It doesn't count in Reno. Well, I heard about it a bunch because I was at a 
vice principal's retirement party at a bar and everybody saw it and <laughs> told me about it the next the next <laughs> monday i had to go apologize to this young and luckily she said it, it was fine i unfortunately i think we were flirting or chatting and so i just ruined everything by <laughs> by drunkenly uh disagreeing with her you know she said something and i was like oh yeah right and i just <laughs> gave her face a little push uh not hard. I think she was sitting on a bar stool and did not uh, fall over or anything. But God, what a stupid thing to do. And then I have the guy retiring at 80 who wants to kick my ass. <laughs> I was like, bring it on, baby. I'll give you a gold watch right up your ass. Shoved her. What do you think I'll do to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shoved a pretty young woman. What do you think I'm going to do to your Skeletor ass? Yeah, uh, so Lund shoved a woman for real. Becker's smoking in the house. It's his joint. Oh, okay. Becker has a cool it. truck. I kept pulling up to Becker's house and honking the horn out front, and he wouldn't come outside. I never heard you honk the horn. I Hendo saw you pull up and didn't tell us, but I never, yeah, I never heard you honk the horn, or I would have come out. Well, that hurts me. Oh, I'm God. sorry. I wish you would have come over. I'm bummed you didn't see my place. Yeah, I am too. So, you know, uh, whose fault is that? Becker, <laughs> Becker offered. Uh, to let me use his washer and dryer whenever I want. And so I went over there pretty late. We did a late night pod and I started, I did some laundry. Now the washing machine is, uh, looks pretty damn new, works great. The dryer has like a fucking, what is it you said? Uh, maybe the, the, the rubber casing between the, the, the belt's loose, the belt. That's right. The belt of the dryer is loose and so it makes a sound like a fucking bald eagle being strangled you know just like a screeching super loud like it's you know three rooms away from us but you can hear it so so fucking clear as day i felt so bad because it's also it's older so you know it takes a little while for shit to dry so and and becker had done laundry like most of that day and then i'm doing it you know until like one in the morning and the, the neighbors are right there, you know? <laughs> There's not a lot of room between houses. So I felt really bad. Uh, I have already accidentally, like the first day, couple of days I moved here, I did laundry really late and thought about it when I was finishing up. of like, oh, I was a dick. And I apologized to the old guy mm -hmm. next door the old morning. And he was like, I can't hear shit. I take my hearing aids out at night. Oh, damn. That's great. Yeah, because I've also, I also have been like, hey, man, this weekend I was like, hey, I'm going to be coming in later. So... I'll hop the curb if you don't want me using the driveway after like midnight. He was like, no, I've told you. I take my hearing aids up. Just kill your headlights. I don't give a fuck. Wow. So you, nice. you guys can have late night laundry hangouts all the time. Yeah. yeah. The laundry parties are back on. That's cool, man. I'm glad to hear you guys can bond all hours of the day. I'm driving up to Denver tomorrow to hang out with you after hanging out with you all weekend. So All weekend? You didn't hang out Thursday? I don't want to hear it. I, we saw each other for a lot of thursday and i went home at like 10 30 11 at night didn't come to the after party where everyone was planning my pre-birthday party <laughs> okay yeah i went home early thursday so i could hang out friday saturday and watch all of my friends get wasted it was the best yeah i bet you didn't like that did you <laughs> uh for the most part it was fine and then yeah. there was the moment at like three in the morning when we're in Janelle's backyard. Danny Maupin is on fucking <laughs> it's just a little Energizer bunny with a duster on. And he just whips us, whips an unopened can of Bud Light at, at a oh, yeah. fence. 
<laughs> just whips it at at this fence and Patrick Richardson goes I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it again <laughs> they they both wanted to or several people were drunk enough to want to start up one of Janelle's two lawnmowers <laughs> yeah we had the lawnmowers going before you got there we had the wheelbarrow was full of people well the wheelbarrow is you're you know, pulling them no motor what we were pulling them Oh yeah, it was fun. Patrick Richardson was chasing Danny around like a goblin, you know, like he's like a big ogre, and Danny was running around. And then Danny grew tired of the bit, so he just stopped and turned around and said, "All right, that's enough, Pat." But Kat, Patrick kept coming, so Danny just grabbed Patrick's dick and balls. That is true. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, oh. just uh, just crawled inside his robot body and whispered to his ghost. It was good, man. It was just a lot of fun. It was a good old-fashioned fun, man. That was the only comedy festival to happen in the last, you know, 14 months. So we had to cut loose and go a little crazy. And also everyone was fired up because it was my birthday. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Yeah, that was like <laughs> what really carried it over the edge. Everybody yeah, was I, very I tried to invested. come back out at midnight because I forgot it was your birthday. And I drove back over and didn't realize the party was moving from the uh, museum to somewhere else and felt terrible that I missed your birthday. That's all right. You could have messaged me. I did message you as soon as I got up. No, I didn't that, know night, ever, that night, yeah, you could have like, where are we? I didn't know if you guys moved or if the party petered out because everybody was pretty drunk when I left at like 10, 15. No, man, so, we, were, we were doing it big. Yeah, someone said it was the best party to ever happen. God damn it. Well, you know what sucks is... No one uh, said that. <laughs> yeah, nobody said that. But you know what? I, I didn't realize until uh, yesterday, I think, that... Uh, you didn't get me anything? Well, no, but... Yeah, because you're 34, not 13. I don't have to get it's my you birthday a, month, man. I don't have to get you a PS2 or whatever you got when you were 13. Uh, no, I didn't realize there were. I think there were two after parties, so we were split. We could have had one big old Bonnaroo, but uh, we were split into two factions. I think. No, there there was the after party at the Western Museum, and then the Western Museum people were pissed at us because me and Danny kept going up and down in the elevators, mooning each other. So what? Oh yeah, that was a yeah. I found the elevator and I would get, I would get on and I would go down and Danny'd be <laughs> waiting for me with his butt out and then I would go back up and he'd be waiting for me like I got your ass and I'd be there with my butt out at the top of the stairs. <laughs> that a couple times and that turned off everyone. No one was stoked on that bit besides us. <laughs> you guys are throwing throwing pieces of pizza at each other's genitals. Yeah, we were in that museum. We were whipping Bud Lights at the paintings, and no one was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know, man. It was fun. I, I don't think we split the party, so I think we all decided to go to Janelle's. No, I think that there was another get-together, and so we were kind of split in half, which was fine. I don't know if we could have had a bunch more people, twice as many people. Well, yeah, Big Will would have started IDing people at the door. That's my move. That Will guy's fucking, he's a dichotomy. Like, he's fun. I got to hang out with him. He's cool. But, like, he drove me and Danny to that party in the flatbed of a truck sitting in chairs he set up for us. Just totally reckless and irresponsible. And then we're in the backyard, and me and Danny are playing a little grab ass, and he's like, hey, keep it down. We're going to keep the neighbors up. And it's like, dude, pick a side. <laughs> be an agent of chaos or uh, or be a hall monitor. You can't be both. Oh, no, well, like I said, like you said, I think uh, there's two wolves inside of him. One is a hall monitor and one is cool. Yeah, but he got us fired up. He got us in the back of a pickup truck. He got that wind blowing through our air. 
God. <laughs> the duster just flapping behind you. Yeah, me and Danny uh, just literally were screaming. I posted it to my Instagram story today, just screaming and saying, who's smarter than us? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you guys had some uh, some grand ideas for Danny and uh, the 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 gift of flight, but it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, me and Danny shouldn't be allowed to hang out for more than four hours at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just one man who's dumber than the other one, edge, you know, edging that one to do dumb things. Well, it's yeah. Two but ids. It would have been, uh, been a cool move if Danny could have gotten on wires and flew across Main Street, you know, like Peter Pan. Yeah, I wanted Jim to blow some of his uh, apartheid money and make that happen. <laughs> Blood diamonds. Yeah, his fucking Elon Musk cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. I mean, Danny's so funny that if he killed himself, I'd be like, it makes sense. What the fuck? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but wow, what a statement. We know when someone's like so filled with joy and like always the life of the party and never sad, and then they do do it, and you're like, yeah, you know, I guess we should have asked how he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were thinking like tortured genius, but you were just saying you guys are both dumb as hell. So you're not you're gonna make it. I do. I get obsessed with uh, the the brilliant artist that's kind of tortured by either their brilliance or their their inability to see their own brilliance. But yeah, that's a trope. The fucking dude, Doug Kenny, from uh, National uh, National Lampoon, yeah. uh, David Foster Wallace, fucking. Cobain, probably. Horatio Sands. <laughs> I know. See, Horatio's like us. He's going to live forever because he's not that good. He's, no, <laughs> he's great. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. He might, or, you know, like Harris Whittles, you know, was like genius, but then also very sad and just kind of living life on the edge. Yeah, like Farley, Belushi, they're all the funniest people alive. And when they when they did die, everyone's like, oh, you know, that's what happens. The sun explodes. And that's, what, that's what's going to happen with Danny. Is we're going to find him dangling from a nerd's rope with his pants down. <laughs> his final act was mooning us. <laughs> uh, I, I, ch- I chopped him in the throat uh, because he tried to grab my head a little too hard once. <laughs> yeah, he throat chopped it. him and he loved it. He loved it. I ch- <laughs> I. I did a I did a a frontwards jab with just the, my you know because I didn't want to like rear back and give him a knife edge Ric Flair chop to the to the esophagus but I just did a forward my four fingers were just, just got him in the in the front of the neck and he just, you know what that's called colloquially right no well, I don't want to say it but four finger death punch no it rhymes it's a rhymer <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhymer slimer so is it racist yeah oh okay well, uh, then let's save it for <laughs> let's save it for the text, the group is, text. Is this a Patreon? No. Okay. Well, never mind then. Could be. But if you want to hear us say stuff like that, get on the Patreon, everybody. <laughs> if you if you want to say it, make this the Patreon, and then have me put out the live episode free. We can do that. No, no, no. We'll put out. But hey, while we're talking about Patreon, why don't you get on there and support it? Chubby Behemoth on Patreon, patreoncom Behemoth. Go crazy. We don't have any ads on this thing. We don't talk about Blue Chew or, you know, VPNs, which are only really used to get child porn. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're good people. 
So my, just support it. I have a, a pixel and it and it does a VPN and it makes it so that I have to like turn it off in order to get, uh, bet on sports. Yeah, like sometimes you, you want sometimes you want to be known or sometimes you want people to know where you are. Your Google it, Pixel is the most upsetting thing about you. Okay, why? Well, I mean, just of all your weird proclivities and your eccentricities, you having a Google Pixel is so bizarre. That's fine. I didn't want an iPhone. I didn't want to pay a shitload of money for a phone. And, but I wanted a decent phone, so I want the Pixel. It's okay. I don't know. Well, hey, guys, if you want Lund to quit having a weird phone, get on that Patreon so he can get an iPhone and quit it's also the only phone at the library. Yeah, it's also the only place to hear the live app. Yeah, you know, it's good. Um, on the live app, we talked, you brought up, uh, can't remember the Reddit user's name, but uh, uh, somebody in the Chub Reddit uh, just posts, <laughs> Lund should start drinking. And then, oh, yeah. and then the text just goes, right? And it's like, who the fuck are you? The I just, very next line calls for me to start heroin again. Well, so yeah, I think, I think that was a sarcastic people. I think that was a sarcastic reply because making fun of the original post. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, weird move. I don't know who the uh, the the account was, but Zach Moss supported it and started chanting Lund, Lund in the back of the funeral funeral home. But then afterwards, he was like, hey, I was just kidding back there starting that Lund chant. I'm glad that you don't drink anymore. And I was like, I know because you know me. I think if we get to like 10K on Patreon, you should drink once on live stream. Just like drink a 12 pack. Jesus Christ, I can't even imagine after five years what a twice. I could drink a six pack and be drunk as hell. Yeah, right. You'd be fun. And I will. If yeah, we, if we yeah, get to 10K. We, no, you know what would be fun? Uh, I don't know if Megan's listening or not. Um, for a live show, especially with Death Metal Dicks, if we do a double live podcast tour, maybe I crack a. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not a private dancer, I'm not a public drinker for money. <laughs> what about you, Becker? Will you get back on the spike if we hit 5K? Yeah, sure. As long as somebody's paying for the problem. Whoa. All right, nice. You heard uh, it here first, folks. We're not paying also, for rehab. No, I mean as long as the fans are paying for me to buy heroin. Uh, for the for the kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Uh, the last comment on that thread ended up being, "Why are y'all exist worried about Nathan's non-existent drinking when the true problem is that dude who jacks off fifty times a day?" So Brent Gill's still getting called out by our fans. <laughs> yeah, dude. That that sounds like. Man, talk about a chip on your shoulder. It seems like Brent was called like a virgin or something and tried to, you know, never be called a virgin again. Not that jerking off equals having sex, but you know what I mean. Like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And Wait, it uh, doesn't count? Not really. I mean, come I'm on. I'm a virgin? <laughs> Emily refuses to even look at your dick. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, he looks I don't at know. it through an empty toilet paper tube from across the room. <laughs> and she says, "Land ho!" <laughs> Brent thinks, yeah, Brent thinks that if you don't use it, you lose it. So he just uh, keeps jerking off to make sure it's still down there. Yeah, it's the same I, logic that like my Latino cousins had when I was a kid, where they're like, yeah, "If you if you get a boner and you don't immediately whack it, you're never going to get a boner again." Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, not how she blows thankfully and uh 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much Brent is whacking in uh, future episodes. We gotta we gotta check in with him, and hopefully, uh, maybe try and slow his ass down. <laughs> he was on the live pod talking about it. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. He has he's no a, shame he, about it. He's a machine. He he he's like weirded out that the rest of us don't get it. Yeah, that's what's bizarre. He's acting like he's Galileo and we're all the maniacs for thinking that the Earth is the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah, it's like in a world that's gone crazy, you know, you have to be crazy to be sane. <laughs> Truly fascinating. I don't understand it, but I appreciate it. I'm glad that he... Well, and especially after... I don't appreciate it. <laughs> after Noah was just a total turd, Megan thought that he was on drugs but he had no actual excuse. He was like trying to do a bit where the bit is that he is very not funny and doesn't really, not <laughs> barely verbal. He was just fucking like negging us <laughs> as a bit. Like he thought that was the move was to just not answer. He couldn't answer any question, not even with a joke answer. It's like he thought that. Uh, an honest answer was lame. A joke answer was also not an option. He needed a third thing <laughs> that would be considered, you know, completely original. And, uh, and I don't he, know. Some of he, it was killing me. Well, that's good. Uh, it was infuriating me. He made this, me bully him. He made I me know. You threw him, him on the ground. Chair. <laughs> yeah, you shoved him off of his chair. Well, all of a sudden, instead of like trying he to pull the creasy like he was a young woman, instead of trying to, <laughs> I was back, I was back in college. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was like you were at a retirement party. We were sitting in those, uh, you know, chairs that could, you know, go b lean back, and all of a sudden he decides that he needs to start like rocking in it, you know, forcefully. And I was like, all right, dude. If you're going to focus on the fact that your chair can lean back, I'm going to make it lean all the way back. <laughs> and, and I did. And I felt a little bad when Megan was like, I think he was on drugs because like, oh, boy, he, no. he, you know, we put him in a weird situation. We barely, you know, we didn't give him a lot of uh, lead time say, uh, in asking him to do the pod. I but, think that uh, I realized no, after this weekend, he's just always having a panic attack. He's just <laughs> incredibly nervous and anxious. And that's how he gets through the world. And. We need to be a little softer with our boy Noah. Oh, I think it's that, and he realizes that and leans into it a little. Like the bit where he kept knocking the microphone off the table, that was a bit. I was watching him slowly do it with his hand. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there's just these little, you know, Sam, uh, I'm going to blame you and, uh, okay. and me, me, me to a, a, a lesser extent. You know, I didn't maybe. do it. No, this is. I think this is what happened. Is uh, you and I, you as the you know the 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 king of Denver comedy, the one that everybody's looking up to, says you can do anything. You you want to stand out. You want to be unique. You don't want to follow the road. You know that's been heavily traveled when it comes to comedy. Everything's been done, but you can still you know try to play with the expectations of a crowd or you know, uh, fuck around with the art form and, and, you know, break rules in order to, uh, forge a new path and, uh, you know, be seen as like a creative comic. And you have comics who did that, like Harris Alterman or Ben Bryant in a very funny way. And then Noah, <laughs> Noah went a different way. No, we, and no, we love Noah, but you know what I mean? He's like really trying to test the boundaries of what is going to make people laugh. And it's man, uh, it's not always going to work out. 
Well, I, I'm just glad that I can be blamed yet again for one of the bad sides of Denver comedy. That's always refreshing. You were the Pied Piper uh, leading these young children to their deaths. These young, listless comedians. That was with... my mistake, was being nice to these kids. <laughs> you should have bullied them more, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I should have sincerely bullied them. Like, I don't have any empathy for these kids who started in Denver when I was, in, you know, running mics and stuff, because... Like Noah would have done one open mic if Baumeyer was hosting it, and then he would have gone to law school. Like he never would have done comedy, you know? Like Baumeyer was a tyrant. Baxley, Rick Kearns, all these fucking, you know, throwbacks, these Neanderthals that we had to deal with. Mike Long. It was just like, it was they were, hell. They were emotionally distant dads, you know? Like <laughs> if they talked to you, it was probably to make fun of you. And then yeah, to be just, mean to you. Yeah, they'd, they'd just keep walking, <laughs> just shove you into the, the rocky facade behind the comedy work stage you know just yeah. shove the, shove you back first ow just get stabbed in the back by those by all those rocks i tried to high five chuck roy one time and he said don't fucking touch me yeah i mean it was, yeah. it was bad news well and and i think it's good that we didn't continue that uh tradition regret. no no <laughs> it is way worse to have that still like it was weird to go from Denver to other places and see like when that is still a thing, when you have these younger comics that should know better, but they just, they just think, Oh, well, you know, that's how I got it. And it's like, you don't have to continue this uh, abuse, this legacy of like being an asshole. Uh, but that's the case in a lot of places. And a lot of the comics that, uh, it's like when a diddler becomes a diddler. <laughs> yes. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of comics that are going to be standoffish that also that aren't going to leave. Like we had that. There were, uh, you know, there were quite a few comics that didn't leave uh, Denver, but they also weren't like complete assholes. Like you're saying they were a little tough love, whatever. They're not going to be encouraging to everyone. But once you were funny, you, they, they, they were very encouraging and they weren't super, uh, uh, protective of their spots most of them because they were funny so they knew they were going to get keep getting work or whatever i wish i would have ran these kids through a series of psychosexual tasks you know <laughs> like, like saw a, but with a boner yeah like a very homoerotic fraternity hazing situation <laughs> that would have been much better than what i did you're saying you host uh you host a, a night of the new faces contest and you pants a couple of them as the host not even pants like paddle you know <laughs> Maybe sneak the uh, the handle of the paddle inside one of them if they're particularly bad. <laughs> if they refuse to fall in line, yeah. Sneak. Uh, what? They're just sneaking a handle inside. Oh yeah, yeah. They they don't know until it's too late. <laughs> Do we have any best of fest from the weekend? Well, like you said, you were talking forever about Stephen AJ on uh, PETA people enjoying terrible accidents is the podcast and i don't know when that'll be up because uh carlos ate the recorder carlos. <laughs> yeah, shout out to carlos though doing every podcast even well, though there's yeah. no people at them ever holding it down i think there were more people at the podcasts at the funeral home this year than there were in 2019 so that's i'm gonna count it as a win yes count it as a win the festival was bigger and better this time we were not able to, you know, uh, we talked about maybe trying to get a dead. We were so close to maybe being able to have a dead body. Did you hear that story? No. Tom, Tom said, yeah, I think you weren't there yet. But we took a little, Becker and I, 
uh, and were helping Wally or whatever. And then we took a, a tour of the funeral home. Uh, the, the owner, Tom, loves comedy. Very glad to be a part of the festival. I mentioned to him, yeah, we were hoping to maybe like have a dead body, you know, next to us while we pod. And he was like, well, you know, uh, I've had a dead body. I've had a guy here since September, <laughs> but, uh, but he had, he buried him like the, like Thursday during the day, I think. So like yep. we almost could have had this guy. And it was exactly what I, what I said, uh, the situation would have to be, which is no, no family, family, nobody yeah. to, yes, nobody to find out and be pissed or sue Tom. No, just a drifter or whatever. Just a guy who walked in the desert and got attacked by dogs. A guy with (laughs) a a dog person. A guy that lived out in the desert with dogs, and then the dogs turn on him, uh, you know, once the food runs out. Uh, But, yeah, we almost – I mean, not not that Tom would have given us this guy's uh, dead body for our use, but maybe he could have been cajoled. He likes to party. But uh, Becker and I just weren't winking at each other when he said that either. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't. Uh, we couldn't do that. We couldn't get. Uh, we couldn't come out of caskets. So we went with Plan C, which was dressing alike. <laughs> yeah. The, also, I thought about it. The fact that he, we were like, "Hey, can we get into caskets for the beginning of the show?" And I was like, "Well, maybe that's going to give me like a panic attack or an existential crisis." Yeah. But you know what's worse than that is being told they don't have a casket big enough for you. That really makes you think about your own mortality a little bit more is when they're like, we couldn't bury you if we wanted to. <laughs> I, I don't think the caskets they had were big enough for me. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. A lot of kids are dying down there. You're right. Oh, yeah. They, no, <laughs> they were oddly narrow. Like I was thinking about it when Nathan and I moved that casket for him. It well, was small. It was small. Yeah, but that was also that was a cardboard casket. That was like lowest rung on the funeral service ladder. Was you get a <laughs> you if you if you don't have enough money for the for the crematorium to work for you know ten minutes, then you get a cardboard casket. And I yeah, think, that's one step above like leaving the body outside and letting the <laughs> birds take it. <laughs> yeah, man, that is rough, man. Cardboard casket, my god. Also, shout out to Tom, man. He's like cool guy. You know, he's got he's got the it's the chapel house, and then in very small print beneath that, it's you know, and mortuary. So it's, it's cool. F- he has, it's the sign said FH, so that you don't know right away it's a funeral home. Right. Yeah. Until you're in there asking for directions, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, you so see he's the, got a, he's got a see Taekwondo the baby. studio down there. He's got a fucking <laughs> film studio. He's got a wine cellar. He's got a venue upstairs. And, you know, also, there's bodies downstairs. So it's just like he's whispering about it, you know? It's like, he's oh, getting, yeah, don't worry. We're having fun in here. It's a foam party tonight. But also, yeah. I disemboweled the guy this morning. He's got his fingers in a lot of pies, and some of those pies are dead human beings. Yeah. Some of, them, some of those crevices are not cobblers. Well, they were cobblers. They made shoes, and then they died. And he put his fingers in them like a pie, like a peach cobbler. Also, shout out to Elise Kearns, who had uh, two funny things she was doing this weekend. She had a she had a bit where she says, "I love going to the ba- I love wearing rompers because when I go to the bathroom, I gotta do my favorite thing: piss with my tits out." So that was fun. <laughs> fun. She got piss and tits, a couple words apart from each other. Yeah, hell yeah, that's a bomb. <laughs> and then also, just throughout the festival at the after party, she was going up to people and being like, "Hey, can you Venmo me twelve dollars? I need I need twelve dollars." 
And then by the end of the festival, I think she'd accumulated like, you know, $260 just doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Just free money? Yeah, just say, I need 12 bucks. What, a, a bunch of comics just oblige her? Oh, yeah. Well, then, For no you, reason? You have to uh, pay homage to the king's daughter. <laughs> Damn, that's a cool. That is a cool move. Shout out to uh, Elise Kearns. So yeah, yeah great festival, awesome. all in all. Um, I had a lot of fun, and it was just good to see most of those people. That's right. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, for for me to have a show or two down here, so that I can have a very select number of comics, uh, a small number of comics, handpicked by me down here at a time it'll be like mini festivals where we'll get to do all the all the fun stuff of a festival with but without having to ask the the server at the restaurant for a table for 14 yeah that'll separate be 14 uh 14 please separate checks we're going to be real loud and we're going to say shit like uh i like pissing with my tits out and everybody will hear us yeah i'm pissing in my own ass <laughs> <laughs> that was the one steve aj almost made i threw up when he said that. <laughs> Pissing in my own asshole. Jesus. Um, yeah, so that was good, man. Also, Lund, I just found out tomorrow's a fucking double header, dude. We got the suite for two games. No way. Yeah, you get up, get up here at 340, dude. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to bring a double headed dildo and we're going to back that ass up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't God. care. Let's get a purple Rockies dinger danger. <laughs> Dinger's dangler. Damn, uh, that's cool. I know. So yeah, everyone, thank you so much for supporting Chubby B. This one was more of just a recap, a catch-up, you know, not a lot of great bits, but we had fun. <laughs> a retrospective. What are you talking yeah. about? We had some great bits. Pissing with my tits out counts as a bit of ours because it's on our pod. You're right. Yeah, we're just doing Elise's stuff and doing Steve's <laughs> material. Um, <laughs> recap. Yeah, but yeah, guys and girls. Thank you all. Uh, Chubby Behemoth on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Chubby Behemoth. Get on there. Give us some money. Or else. Yeah, Venmo is $12 now. 